Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to do something that Pat can't do every week. We have Kickstart right now. So if you're in fourth and fifth grade, uh, go on out of here. Uh, you don't have to listen to me. But uh, this morning, I, I wanted to start with uh, a call and response. And, and that's uh, not something we do every single week. But uh, I'm going to say something, and then uh, I want you guys to respond. Uh, it's very, very easy, all right? So I'm going to say O-H, and all you have to do is say I-O, okay? So who, who's with me? Who's with me? Yes, yes, I see them. Okay, so, well, you know what? It was worth it, and I, I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, no, I, uh, I promise I won't mention it again uh, for the next five minutes, but... Uh, uh, I am so grateful to be up here. I'm so blessed to be up here. Uh, my name is Kyle Stork. I'm the student ministry director here at Living Stones, and uh, I'm so thankful for this opportunity. But uh, what, what I love about coming together on Sunday morning is we're all walking through these different areas of our life. We, have, we may have had a, a strong week, a week filled with Love. We may have had someone in our family gave birth to someone. There was a wedding here yesterday. We may be going through areas of our life filled with excitement, with happiness. Maybe we have prosperity in our lives. There is joy in the house of the Lord today. Or we may be struggling this last week or these last couple of weeks. Maybe we're going through a, a, a death in our family. Maybe we feel isolation still from this pandemic that we're going through. Maybe we're going through a deep depression, a sickness. Maybe we always feel like we're in pain. And we're always sitting here in this carousel of emotions that we just feel like keeps going around and around and around and we have this just deep turmoil and darkness in our life. I want to tell you one thing today. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in our souls, and there's joy in the house of the Lord today. So no matter what area of life we're walking through, I can promise you we have a God that we can trust in, that we can love, that will support us no matter what. Paul writes about that in Galatians chapter 5, the fruits of the Spirit, the characteristics of God. Joy, love, peace, faithfulness, kindness, forgiveness. And today I want to focus in on, on one area of those characteristics that sometimes it's harder for us to find, and that's joy. We all have joy in our lives. Whether we're, again, whether we're prospering, whether our team wins, whether our team loses, we can still have a joy in Christ Jesus. I didn't mention Ohio State, so I'm still good, although I just did. Uh, so anyways, but, but it, takes, it takes something from us to learn that joy. God, God gives us that gift, right? Jesus Christ died on the cross. He ascended into heaven. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. One of the tributes of the Holy Spirit, the characteristics of the Holy Spirit, is joy. We're each granted that joy. 
but it's going to take some effort from us. It's going to take some authenticity. We have to be real with ourselves. We have to strip down everything that's going on in our life, and we have to be real about who we are, what we're really going through. We have to be willing to love ourselves, to truly love ourselves, to truly love God, to truly love the church, the community, those outside of the community, those in, the commu in, in our Miami Hills area, on the south side. We have to be willing to truly love one another. There's joy in that. There's true joy in that. And we also have to be willing to trust again. I've noticed recently, we have a hard time trusting in things. We want control of our lives. We want control of our, of our emotions and what happens. But we need to let go. We need to learn to trust. Again, we need to learn to trust God. We need to learn to trust each other. We need to learn to have confidence in ourselves that there is an inner joy that can trump anything that's going around us in the world today. Amen? So today I, I want to uh, start with the, this first point. Uh, and, and it's explaining the difference between happiness and joy. And I, and I will sit up here uh, time and time again and say there is a difference between happiness and joy. And happiness for me is the temporary destination to eternal joy. Or another way, in other words, happiness comes from the self and our joy comes from our soul. A deeper connection. There's a, a story I want to share with you. Uh, his name's Dan Asmussen. Um, he was a cartoonist for the San Francisco Chronicle, and he, and he posted this uh, on uh, one of his social media feeds, and it went viral, so you may have heard this story, but uh, I want to start with this, and it talks about uh, the happiness um, that we enjoy each and every day. It says, there was a boy whose family was very wealthy. One day, his father took him on a trip to the country where he aimed to show his son how poor people live. So they arrived at a farm of a very poor family. They spent several days there. On their return, the father asked his son if he liked the trip. Oh, it was great, Dad, the boy replied. The father said, did you notice how poor people live? Yeah, I did, said the boy. The father asked his son to tell him in more details about his impressions from the trip. Well, we have only one dog, and they have four of them. In our garden, there's a pool, while they have a river that has no end. We've got expensive lanterns, but they have stars above their heads at night. We have the patio, and they have the whole horizon. We have only a small piece of land, while they have endless fields. We buy food, but they grow it. We have a high fence, 
for protection of our property. And they don't need it as their friends protect them. The father was stunned. He could not say a word. Then the boy added, Thank you, Dad, for letting us see how poor we really are. So the intention, the father was taking his son on the trip to show him how great we have it. We have all these things. We have a huge house. We have this pool. We have a private fence. They probably have, you know, all these cars. You have a trampoline. All these things that you could ever want. I'm taking you to get a different perspective. And yet, it totally flipped on the dad. And the son was the one that taught him that true happiness is not measured by the material things of this world. It's measured by the joy and the deep connection we have with ourselves and with others. True wealth as, long, as well as happiness, again, it, it's not measured by the tangible. All right? I can't go out and buy happiness. Now, I can maybe go out and buy happiness in the moment, but there's always going to be something greater that comes along. Love, friendship, beauty, freedom are far more valuable than anything we can possibly buy. And those deep emotions, those things that we can experience from the love, from our friendship, our beauty and our freedom come within deep inside our souls. It's not feeding ourselves; it's deeper than that. And it's what God breathed in each and every one of us. And so, a self, what I, what I would define as, as a self, is the surface level of a human being, right? So what we portray on the surface. The soul is the sustainable, deeper emotional level. Two examples uh, to try to illustrate this further. Um, so I am a huge sports nerd, okay? I love sports. Uh, and uh, I, actually, Lacey and I had this conversation yesterday. We were sitting down watching college football for uh, a lot of time. And she, she turns to me and, and says, this is what it's going to look like for several months. And I said, amen. Uh, I, I love sports. I love watching sports. Uh, and, and, and if you know anything about me, uh, I'm a very competitive person. Uh, and so I like the teams that I like. Don't try to change me. Um, and maybe once I have, uh, once we have our, our uh, child, that might change me, but I highly doubt it. Uh, I like the things that I like. And, and so, I, I think I, I thought of this example earlier this week. I, I, watch, I watch a team, and, and let's say, uh, I don't know, hypothetically, I like the Packers, and uh, they lose, all right? If they lose, ooh, Monday is not going to be great, okay? My emotions are completely affected by something I have no control over, right? 
I mean, I do know I'm part of the team, but I don't have control over any other aspect. All right? I just sit there and I watch and I observe. But if they win, oh, it's going to be a good week. All right? I'm going to come in Monday with my uh, green uh, G on the front, again, hypothetically, and uh, I'm just going to, it's going to be brighten my entire mood. The happiness that we have over something that we can't even control. But then you take that, and if you've ever been to a sport venue, if you've ever gone in person, and it doesn't matter where it is, it doesn't matter what sport, all right, you can go and you just have this experience, this unexplained experience, the smell of the wonderful, healthy concession stands, all right? If you're lucky enough, you get to feel the grass beneath your feet of the playing field, or the ice, or the sand, or whatever it is that you're attending. You can feel that. You can feel those emotions. You can see the excitement from the crowd. You can see the disappointment of the crowd two hours later. It's a deeper connection. It's a deeper emotional connection. That's an example of what yourself is versus your soul. And here's, a, here's another one that we can all relate to. We all love the weather, all right, especially in Indiana. Uh, we never know what's going to happen. We have no control. Okay? But we do have control over, or we do know one thing for sure. The sun will always come up the next day. Whether it's cloudy and rainy like today, whether it's beautiful and sunny like yesterday, the sun will always be shining. You may not see it right on the surface. All we see are the clouds coming through and the rain or snow that is coming down. But the sun is still there shining. And that sun is a deeper joy, a deeper connection. And to, so to illustrate my point even further, uh, there's a, a, a series called The Good and Beautiful. Pat spoke on The Good and Beautiful God before. Uh, and this author, uh, his name is James Bryant Smith, uh, he came out with a new book recently. And it's called The Good and Beautiful You. It's taking these topics and really pouring into what it is that you look like today. And are you truly uh, being your real authentic self? And so in the very beginning, he gives two great quotes that I want to share with you on yourself versus your soul. And he, he explains this about the self. The self is a construct that is built on the narrative that says you are an accidental carbon-based life form that is here today and gone tomorrow. The self is an isolated individual. As such, the self is primarily interested in survival and find, it, find its value in how it looks, what it possesses, and what others say about it. In society, we focus on our temporary selves. In student ministry, especially, right, they have influencers, they have social media it is basically their existence. And that's where they find 
their acceptance sometimes. That's where they find their nutrients that they need to live. And if they post something and they don't get any likes, I was here at this one point. Like, I'm not that old, so I did experience this in college. But I would post something, and I wouldn't get any likes or any affirmation from that. And so, again, myself immediately thought, well, that must have not been good. No one really liked that. It's so much deeper than the Internet. It's a connection. And I think as humans, we're, we're trying these two things. Often enough, we're, we're, we're always trying to improve. So we're always trying to get the latest and greatest technology. We're always uh, trying to you know, get that promotion in our job, get that better car. Right? We're always working towards improvement. And please, don't misunderstand this. That is incredibly important. Or we're an imposter. We find the things that we like, that other people have, and instead of being like, oh, do we really like that? Are we really engaged in that? We go out and buy that thing just so we can feel like we have this sense of belonging. We covet after this and after that. Smith goes on to tell us the truth about the soul. He says, our soul has a completely different value system from ourself. It knows what really matters and what does not. Our soul cares for vastly different things than what our self cares for. Our soul cares about harmony, connection, and integration. It is all about integrity, what is real, true, beautiful, and good. It wants to be desired for itself, longs to be loved without condition, and yearns for connection with deeper realities, spiritual realities. Our soul hungers for God. David writes in Psalm 42.1, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, God. We have a hunger for God. We need to have that hunger for God. Again, I'm not saying ourselves are not important. God created us. He has asked us to take care of ourselves. Spiritually, emotionally, relationally. I'm not saying that that doesn't matter, but that shouldn't be our goal of existence. We need to have a deeper connection. We should departmentalize our soul and self. But they are two separate things that make us whole and often feed off from each other. So if we don't have that deep soul connection, that deep joy, we're going to find it in ourself through material things. If we have a lot of prosperity, like, like the father and his wealth with the son, and was trying to teach him that lesson, if we feel like we have a joy from ourself, 
sometimes our deeper emotional soul is not connecting right. And they do feed off of each other. I want to make an important note also along these lines. Our souls and the spirit of God are not the same. When I'm talking about our souls, I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit inside of us. Those, those are two separate things. Our souls are, are still human. We're still a part of humanity. We make mistakes. Like Lowell said a couple of weeks ago, God created us and said that we were good, not perfect. I love that statement. Whereas the Spirit of God comes from the all-powerful, the all-knowing, the all-present. It would be unrealistic to, to think we can take steps one plus two equals three to find joy all the time. There's not a there's not a algorithm out there that says if you do this and you do this, you will find complete joy all the time in every situation. Our goal is to not find that perfection and joy, but to lean on it more and more throughout our life. And so, I want to go to uh, a teaching from, from Jesus. Uh, it's, in, it's in a couple of different uh, Gospels, so I'm going to uh, share one from Matthew and then one from Mark. And it should be up here on the screen. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? In Mark, chapter 8, verses 35 through 36, it says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. Not you might, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Jesus teaches us the importance of finding value in our lives, not the world. Our life was built for connection, for transparency within ourselves, with others, with God. And he values that. When our life is done on this world... He's not going to look back and say, this is how much you have invested in your 401k. Welcome to the pearly gates. No, he, do, he doesn't care about that. He cares about, are you valuing me? Are you valuing yourself? Are you valuing others? And doing it well and for the kingdom of God. And so I want to I mention three quick things on uh, ways we can, we can help better connect ourselves to our souls. 
three, uh, three quick points uh, that I want to I bring to you today. And, and here's the first one. In order to find inner joy, we must be willing to be authentic. Being authentic is stripping down ourselves and reconstructing our soul. It's coming into church on Sunday morning, and if we're in a bad mood, if we've had terrible things that have happened to us throughout the week, it's being willing to come up to someone and say, I am really struggling with this. Not a, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. And deep down inside, we're not great. We're not great. We're here for each other. We need to be willing to be authentic. We will never be able to truly connect with our soul if we cannot be true to ourselves and admit when we are in trouble. Just because we're in trouble, it doesn't mean that's the end. We're all struggling. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. But we can all live in freedom because we know what Jesus Christ did and died on that cross so that we can truly live. Pain is a part of our lives. But joy will always come in the morning. James chapter 1 verse 2 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your, come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. So James takes it even step further and he says, when those things come, consider that an opportunity for great joy. There is experience in pain. There is encouragement in pain. No matter what you go through, that is a part of your life. And that is a pain and a deep emotion. But God promises us joy in all situations. The reward of authenticity is being able to walk in freedom and being empowered to live with Christ at the forefront. Not taking control of your life, not deciding every little thing that happens, whether you have Cheerios in the morning or Frosted Flakes, but trusting in the Lord with all of your heart. Realizing there's a deeper connection there. And if we do that, we will begin to live in freedom. We will begin to have confidence, and we will begin to be encouraged by that. And that takes me to the second point. Joy provides us many directions of encouragement. Joy provides us many directions of encouragement. In Deuteronomy 31.8, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Boy, that's encouraging. Through God, we can have encouragement. And that's just one verse through Deuteronomy. There are several others, even in that book, that says, Do not be afraid or discouraged. Do not walk in fear in your life. For God is your encouragement. He will help you through all. He will give you that joy when you don't think there's anything in this world that could make you happy, that you can connect with. His encouragement 
always comes from a source of love also. He's never going to encourage you to do something that's not out of love for yourself or for others. Take heart in that. Know that God is on your side, on all of our sides. He is our biggest advocate. We also need to learn to have encouragement through ourselves. We need to have confidence in who we are. I struggled with this a lot in uh, high school and through college. I, I really struggled with this encouragement in myself. Right? A lot of it was for my physical attributes. Right? I was, I was bullied in, in middle school. And I was... Uh, taken advantage of, and you can't do this, you can't do that, you know, are you, are you a middle schooler or are you in college? Those types of conversations, and, and it, took, it took a toll on me, I, I, I will be honest and transparent with you, but I've learned that what they say doesn't matter, that doesn't matter in the end. We are each beautiful and hold a place in God's story. And I will say that over and over and over again. Every single one of us is beautiful in our own way. And we can further the kingdom of God through our stories. Ephesians 2.10, one of my favorite verses. For we are God's masterpiece. Created anew in Christ Jesus to go out and do all the good works he planned for us. Man, so beautiful. If we go back to the uh, Genesis, the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. He created us. So to sit up here and say we are not beautiful, we don't have confidence in ourselves, all right? That's almost offensive to God who created us to be beautiful. He said it. It's all good. We are all good and perfect in his sight. So let's go out with the confidence that we have. Let's figure out who we are. Let's figure out how we can expand God's kingdom. Find joy in your beauty. And the third is through others. We can find encouragement through others. We just talked about this in youth uh, this last week, a guy named Barnabas. The son of encouragement was his nickname. What a great nickname. Mine was Wee Man, okay? So let's, let's, yeah. That's who I'm defined as. Barnabas was a great teacher, a great preacher, a great encourager. Without Barnabas, Paul may have never stepped foot on the mission field. But because of his encouragement to Paul, his encouragement to others, Paul was stepping out in faith and changed thousands of lives. Proverbs 27.6 Wounds from a... A sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. I also encourage you to find out 
who your friends are. Who are those that are going to stick by your side no matter what? They are the ones who are going to be honest with you, who are going to be who you can trust, who you can love in all situations, no matter what you're going through, no matter what they're going through. It might hurt at the beginning, but they love you. They have that deeper connection. They, want to, they have a joy to see you happy. Our friends and our colleagues and those that we come into contact with, they want to see us in a good mood, in a happy mood. Because if we're in a happy mood and if we're in a good mood, we're inspiring those around us. So if someone is, is always around you, trying to get you into that negative perspective, I encourage you to dig deeper into that. Learn to walk with one another because you would want them to walk with you. Learn to encourage someone because when you're going to be in that troubled time, you're going to want them to encourage you. And it does take a trust and honesty. And I want you to have that encouragement from others right here in this place of worship. I want you to be able to come here on a Sunday morning and know that if you are struggling, that, that authenticity part that we talked about a little bit ago, you can come here and know we, you have people here who are going to encourage you who are going to love you from the point of Christ, who loves us all, no matter what. And so, the last point, joy in our lives allows us to truly trust. Joy in our lives allows us to truly trust. In true joy, we find trust and peace in our surroundings. When I am in a, a pure, joyful mood, I have a sense of peace about me. Everything else fades away and I am in the moment. And I, I so on the, on the element retreat this a uh, couple weeks ago, uh, we were uh, you know, having a great time and, and again on the last night they had this, uh, the, the theme was broadcast. So it was, it was uh, all is relating to students on, on social media, the videos that they watch, the influencers that they have, how that's impacting their walk uh, with God and, and how they can utilize that to expand his kingdom. And so on the last night, they, they had this uh, huge subscribe button that you could pick, that you could, sorry, push, right? And it would make this cool noise. But the speaker said time and time again, don't just come up because it makes a, a cool noise. I want you to come up because you're recommitting your life to Christ or you're changing your life for Christ. And in that moment, I was, I was standing there, you know, uh, if you've ever been in a leadership or planned a, a trip, you're constantly thinking about what's next, what's gone wrong, what's gone right and the anxieties of life are all over you, and you're just sitting there, and I just started to cry when I saw these students get up and walk down.
that was a pure joy moment in my life. It doesn't matter how many times I had to say a student's name during that day. They're recommitting their lives to Christ, and that's what matters. That's a pure joy. There was a sense of peace that ran over me and said, Kyle, this is what you're doing it for. In Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made their Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. Seek his will and all that you do and he will direct your paths. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. We can trust the Lord our God because he trusts in us. He has shown by sending his own son. He has shown us that he is trustworthy. That he has delivered humanity for thousands of years. And he can deliver us too. He can give us a pure sense of joy. We should live to have that joy in our lives. To have that freedom in our lives. To have that encouragement. That authenticity. If we truly connect with our souls we will, be we'll, we will be true with ourselves. We will be empowered to do amazing things. Jesus provides us each the power to experience joy in all aspects of life. It is our job to find that truest form of joy. And it's different for each and every one of us. It's not the same. So I want you to go and embrace that today. Go home and realize what it is that may be causing you some turmoil, some trust issues, for reasons to not be authentic with yourself, reasons that you can't love yourself, because those are all lies. Jesus Christ died on the cross. God sent his son so that we could have a pure joy circumstances. I'm going to pray and the band can come up. Heavenly Father, we come to you with, with hearts that are hurting, with hearts that might be joyful, God. We come to you with brokenness. We come to you with humility, with transparency. Father, we know you give us the gift of pure joy in all circumstances. God, whether we're going through anxiety, depression, isolation, happiness, you are always there. We can always trust in you. We can always love you. Father, we are privileged to be here this morning, to be here in worship, to love you and to trust you just that much more. So Father, I just pray you will be with us today. Help us to realize what it is in our lives that we should have. And the love that you give to